0: Salamualaikum guys. What's going on? New episode of the Fedika podcast. This week we had brother Muhammad Ishaq. He came straight from Birmingham, straight from Brum. Beautiful guest, honestly, such an amazing episode. You guys are going to love this. We spoke a lot about self-development through knowing yourself, understanding your personality, understanding what your priorities are in your life as well, and also the importance of emotional intelligence, the language speaking the language of the people. I was also say we also focused a lot on goal setting in the new year, more of a holistic approach. And honestly, we went on a lot of tangents, but it was a beautiful thing. It's, it was exactly what we needed. A lot of stories, and yeah, you guys are gonna love this one. Enjoy.
1: I had lads, man. Like I saw one of the lads outside the mask, and you know, in his pocket, and he had like a alcohol like can in his pocket, and I just grabbed him. I said to him, I said. So you got an all sorts of madness, but I never expected you to be drinking. Mm. And that's what we referred to in the UK. Mm. And then he just looked down and I said, "Like I expected more from you." That's my thing. It's like we as an ummah are more like we're seeing here. Yeah, every single one of you could be an owner of five businesses. Yeah, you have that potential. Straight up, you could be. I don't know. You know, maybe you guys are regular the hajj prayers, but you could be regular the hajj prayer. owner of five businesses and eventually having a foundation where you're lobbying mps yeah on god knows what issue everyone has that potential yes or no just four of us yeah i agree yeah four of us what what could just four of us do bro every every brother has that potential but we limit by the service that we've created as a society as a community as muslim community like look how much limited things that we've offered and so i told this kid i said just i expected more from you and Maybe that drive that I have is because I was fortunate that some people looked at me and saw more in me than, than I saw. I think that's what probably the Ummah needs the most. One of my favorite teachers were the ones who saw in me more than what I saw. You remember that moment where you're like, oh, but, and you're thinking, you know, I can't be forgiven, and then the Sheikh's like, "You know, Allah can forgive, and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I can be forgiven. Possibilities, higher hope, you know, hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise, this world would make it so bleak and gray. Mm. And so I said to the kid, I, I expected more from you. And he goes, and then he goes, nah, brother, sock. Pulled it out of his pocket and he chucked it in the bin. Yeah, he goes, nah, say no more. Yeah. And I said, I look, I grabbed him close. Yeah. I got this from a few of my teachers. They they hold <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I remember, you remember the man, the, the young lad, he came to the Prophet and he goes, permit me to do the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah Everyone yeah, knows. Yeah. 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 And then. And what did the Prophet do See people like They see this thing Like some of the Sahaba Were like Why would you ask the Prophet Permit me to fornicate no. He's just like You know These guys had enough Right And uh, the Prophet so One of the, the, the Prophet Pulled him close to him You know So people forget The importance of like Physical uh,
2: It's the emotional intelligence Like yeah, even when got you're gotta, giving you know, Is the What you're saying And then how you're making them feel And yeah. that's why That touch you know?
1: we're, we're all recipients of this You know We're, we're all um, Not recipients We're all Uh, desiring that we're all desiring just you know help uh, and love and and all of those things that sometimes seem a bit you know bro like but it's true Uh, most like every addiction is just uh, an attempt to connect to something every time one pulls out their phone is to connect and at the end of scrolling is the same void that one meets once again Mm. which is that it did not connect me to the you know creator is what we're seeking ultimately anyway so this kid i said to him i pulled him close and i said you know i might not be here tomorrow and uh who knows you might come back and pick that up but i need you to do it for you not for me because he's trying to give me that respect i said forget i'm irrelevant i'm i'm irrelevant like you know that's the truth isn't it we're all so irrelevant uh, but the point is, you know, is uh, one's own actions for one's own end. And then he just went back and he pulled it out the bin and he opened it and then he spilled it all out. He said, I won't go back for it. That's <laughs> you know? good. That's but a commitment, th- Yeah. Th- th- that's that's each and every single one of us with our own alcohol. Mm. You know, our own and things vices. that we have. Yeah, our vices. Everyone's got them, you know.
2: That's interesting, though, because that statement, like, I, expect, I expected more from you. Like, I don't know if it'll hit home with a lot of the other people listening, but when you hear that, you're like, damn, I'm not living up to my potential or yeah. who I want to be. Yeah. And that's just a really like interesting thing to say to someone. I want to just take a step back because some people might not know exactly who you are and you know, or where you studied or where you get this mindset from. So maybe we'll just touch back on like, because uh, I know we spoke about your o- age of podcast, you're going to have to bring it up on <laughs> the podcast. But Alhamdulillah, you're a young man, you know, young guy spread, trying to spread hide in this world and benefit people. Where did your journey of I know, seeking knowledge, going to Tareem, or going overseas or even just seeking knowledge under yeah. you know alims back home
1: well it's, it's the same thing that spurs me even now when I'm you know if I'm involved in anything that's hey it's the same principle I don't really go to save anyone and I don't go to like you know help the communities Allah says like save yourself and your family from the fire so this is so I'm actually here just trying to get good deeds you know that's that's ultimately why I'm here and in the process you know Allah tells us how many times uh, you know, that those who do good actions Allah tells us We created man in the best of form Then we lowered him to the lowest of the low Everybody knows about their higher potential And everybody knows about their lower, low moments Sometimes the lowest of the low moments We can all recall إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمَلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Except the ones who believe and do good actions So all of us, we all believe Alhamdulillah And you know, we have that And and we also recognize the importance of good actions So. For me, I just uh, you know, as a young man, I remember just thinking to myself, you know, what 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 is life, and where am I going, and uh, and uh, and is there more to all of this? You know, even growing up as a Muslim, sometimes we can have a very inherited Islam, um, but do we really believe it in the degree? I remember one Sheikh saying that, you know, if 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 uh, heaven wasn't uh, created and hell wasn't created, if they didn't exist, would you still pray like you do? And I was like. Yeah, and then he goes, worshiping. so who you worshiping? And I just thought, SubhanAllah like you know, this exchange almost for like a transaction, like you know, I'm gonna. And it was nice because it works, and it still works, you know. Allah, you know, you read the Quran, and Allah's telling you, I'm gonna give you X, Y, and Z. We need that, but at the same time, there is a moment where you ask yourself, you know, what what, what do you want to do with your life? And um, and in the pursuit of mastering the self, which is an essential thing that I think everybody's trying to do, just trying to um uh you know Allah says that day when 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 nothing will benefit a person not their wealth nor their children except the one who comes to God with a, with a with a a sound heart I mean, that's the ultimate pursuit of every single person here uh meaning virtually as well right that it's about uh, rectifying the heart so for me that was, that was part of my journey in life um So I I, I did all the stuff like my dad, you know, kind of told me, like, you know, make sure you get a degree done by this age. So I try to get everything done. And I was very fortunate coming from Birmingham. We had lots of traditional scholarship, sound scholarship, meaning sound. Um, And then, um, so, we you know, we were able to study a lot of our earlier foundational subjects.
2: So, like, during school years, you are attached to, like, studying? School years, I
1: think more it was just recognizing that, you know, school is all about... Which which guy you are right in school, yeah? So which guy do you want to be? And you have uh, different options. If you're a big tough guy, then that's your access to transcendence in, you know, in school. Like your your social class in school is determined by either you're a funny guy, you're a handsome guy, you're a cool guy. You know, so I do not have any of those things. Or yeah? A footballer, yeah, yeah, or you're a footballer, you're a sports guy. I definitely didn't have that. Coming from a sporting <laughs> family as well, you know, I got older brother, younger brother, top top uh, sportsman. So, but but it was like Dean is always something for the Muskeens. They always, it doesn't matter, just get Dean, yeah? So, we, we just try to pray, yeah? We try to pray, you know. I had a half decent joke, so I was a bit of an entertainer, you know. I had fights all my life in school, like every year, sometimes multiple fights, so I never backed down from anything. So, I had a decent, you know, so I did all those things. But for me, most of my early day, early years, uh, uh like we had just an attachment to mask. If I had a chance to go to like a vicar s- session, I I, get, I I gotta give credit to my older brother because I I guess he was on his journey and and it was something for us to do like we would go we would go to the mosque we'd do um we'd you know we'd do the dhikr on a Saturday night and then after that he would have a a nice Subaru and so we'd go to the to a place where sometimes people drove really fast cars I gotta be careful what I, <laughs> what I say but we have those places in Birmingham where people bring their not really nice cars and show off their cars and it's like a whole vibe we used to get milkshakes and just stand around and we were like young lads like we didn't know what was going on we were just like yo nice car um if you're still into
2: cars if you still are there's a place in melbourne we can take you on wednesday night all right pa- yes yeah, yeah, we have a muslim brother yeah um he was he came on the podcast he has a, a business called glennie kebabs and he does car meets on wednesday night not far from you yeah done, let's
1: go let's go yeah just Ciao. hit me up yeah done Um, There's something about I think it's part of I I would probably argue It's part of masculinity To some degree Where there has to be Almost Because you know Cars for most people Are an extension of their egos Right Yeah I get that Yeah So um, And so there's there's, It's natural for one To adorn one's ride Right It's even in the Quran You know SubhanAllah reference So people like So just to adorn Like a car Or something like that Or something that you have It's like a possession You want to look after it I wasn't like an Overly uh, you know I never bought my car Still I always had hand down cars From other people Which I was cool with They did the job But to be honest with you It was actually like Maybe about I think maybe 18 19 20 I started listening to comes like, out. I really just got so influenced some of those Early lectures were just like Man like what are we living for And who are we going to be and, and so So uh, This type of uh, Like material Just didn't do it anymore When you get introduced To like the meta world You know metaphysical Not meta from Digital But Beyond this physical form, there's such a, a, a beauty in, and, an, and, a, and an enjoyment in dhikr, for example. And learning, and, and good people, and good conversation, and dhikr Allah, just to remember God. And we forget like what it means to just remember God. like It's so amazing. Like, and then you also know you're being remembered. In fact, you know who remembered who first? everything happens by his will so so we open ourselves up to it um anyway so these things were just so amazing and i remember like at university you know and i was just a normal person but i was active and, um anyway and then i just I, I just continued to seeking knowledge and and then uh, my dad was like just look, just get your job get a job for yourself and then you can think about if you want to travel and whatever. So I quickly try to get everything done But I was I was quite active always in the community A lot of charity work, a lot of community work Alhamdulillah I'm very fortunate One of the things that I, I I'll say this People don't realise But charity or volunteering of any sort Will give you far more than, than than you give it Always I've never seen anyone who's done that work Except that they've received like really tenfold So if you give your money for God You get like a zakat So, so purification of, of your money but the Prophet said, zakat, That everything has a zakat on it. So your skill set have a zakat. So if you give your skill set, for God's sake, then what's going to happen to that skill set?
0: you just It's just going to get the yeah.
1: 10x, it's going to get purified, all that stuff that happens with money. So imagine 10xing your skill set. Now all of a sudden i are like, oh, you can do public speaking. And it's like, oh, it's, it's actually 10xed. So you start to get it paid mm. back to you. Um, Loads of things, if you say I have nice hair and I want to give my hair for the sake of God by showing that Muslims are not disheveled uh, what they represent us in Hollywood, but we actually are nice dressed, nice looking guys, then Allah will purify and 10x that for you. Then someone will say to you, what's your skin routine and you, all you do is wudu? You must get that. A lot. <laughs> 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 it's, just everybody. It's, it's like our tradition of the Prophet he always spoke about how much he smiled and how, and how beautiful he was and... It didn't make sense if you ever got it taught from a guy who was dishevelled or didn't smile. It's like, but when you do find a person who carried it, there's certain teachers. I don't know, like Habib Khadim, If you've ever met Habib for he's from the Yemen. Like when he, I, I saw him in uh, 2007. 2007. I saw him once, and I didn't see him again for like 10, 15 years. And I ended up studying in in, in Yemen, but I just saw him smile, and I'd never seen a guy smile like that. And I was like, uh, you know, young lad. I just thought, man, that's it's kind of just what is that? You know, you get drawn to what is essentially prophetic beauty. You know? And so anyway, and then it just I just uh and then I kind of felt like I'd uh, I'd taken from my my resources close by because we had lots of knowledge, we had lots of teachers. Not that I exhausted and I'd studied everything from the people that were around, but what I was more interested in was that spiritual rectification. So I, I, I sought out places that had that. Um, I, I actually have. Um, I, I concluded I will never share this stuff on like a, pl- a public platform, so I'm going to stop I- a little bit here because it's not about me, right? So you wanted me to introduce myself. I definitely went on a tangent, but anyway, I basically decided I'm going to go out and I'm going to meet any person that is close to God that has given their life to God and has transformed, you know, who have alchemized themselves. And who are those people? So I went out to like Morocco, Mauritania And it took me to many places over the years And it became years And, uh, and in the process I went and I, I did some studying along the way and, But what I was yeah. interested, it was true transformation mm-hmm. Prophetic that makes a person go from being anti-Rasul To now becoming a Sahabi To having better Iman than all of us mm-hmm. how, do we, how could we get that?
2: Could you tell us one of the stories, because obviously you went to many places and we're not gonna be able to touch on every single one. Yeah. Would you be able to tell me maybe one story that impacted you the most or you have a call on straight away?
1: I, I think the the kind of like one of the pinnacle of the the journeys for me was to meet somebody like Murab al Hajj and just to see him once. Like you met him? somebody yeah, yeah, Alhamdulillah. Yeah. SubhanAllah. Yeah, I, I just you know I was in mosque years ago and I was teaching in Madrasan. I sometimes I guess the remember I was mentioning about higher possibilities and higher potential. Sometimes it'll come from even the, in fact, it will more often come from younger people because younger people still believe that that transformations and amazing things can happen. It's only us who say because of our observable evidence and empirical perspectives we say, oh, that's not possible. But a, but a person who believes in God who says, No, of course it's possible. Like could your favorite teacher, your favorite teacher, walk through that door right now? Of course he can if he wanted mm. to. You know, and so so it's like belief, like what's possible. So I was sharing some stories about the great Marabd al Hajj and, and what and what a life he had lived in pursuit of truth and his his uh, dissemination of knowledge and the level of mastery over the nafs that he established it's great what's so amazing about him is the fact that, you know, in his I don't know if you guys know much about him, but in his like in his early days when he would go and 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 like read the Hajj. like so he left uh, the capital city to go out into like the deserts and like you, you know for like it's like a day's journey by car so what it, what was it like back in those days you know he passed away a couple of years ago Allah oh. yarhamuhu um, but he um, he left because he thought that the people were too connected to the to the world and if and he's he, in Mauritania in Mauritania imagine that <laughs> oh. they thought and that place you know I remember Sheikh actually said that. On the rooftops of the city where he came from, every evening you would hear Quran being recited. And he said that, that in his time he felt that people were too connected to the world, so he went out and did you know zuhud, which was to detach himself from the world, but, and open up a small madrasa. And he actually walked it all the way to to do um, um hajj yeah. yeah. he walked from Mauritania to
2: Mecca. Mauritania and That's how did he how did then. he
1: survive he 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 walked and and he and he spent his money until he reached a place and he, once he was out of money he taught. Made money Kept And then going. carried on going oh, What a what life a Like yeah. if you're gonna live a life Do that man You know yeah, It's not long ago That's the thing That's, that, a, that's, that's the, the beauty, story right? you hear
2: You think uh, it's a uh, 100 years after the Prophet yeah. When you go Oh wait this is 40 years ago You're like yeah. whoa yeah,
1: Subhanallah So he did that And, and when he went to uh, uh, When he saw the Kaaba First time You know he made du'a Like and you know, everyone makes that du'a And one of the du'as That they say he made Was that uh, That he gets lots of students So he can that's a passion of a true teacher Someone inherited That he can, he can give the knowledge uh, But he lives in the, in the middle of the Sahara He lives in the Sahara yeah. And so who does Allah send his way? Some great scholars for, Like students from the West And one of them is Sheikh Hamza Yusuf Who's taught like That's millions. the only reason I know who So look at the dua was answered By giving him somebody Who's actually going to have And many other scholars by the way In the West Who've gone out and studied And they have like Thousands of students themselves And so Allah gives the ajr Like it's just amazing isn't oh, it? Allah and when he was young they said that when he would pray his Taha'jad, tahajjud already uh, get into tahajjud but imagine that in the middle of the sahara you know and it gets very cold at night and he would go and pray on the sand dune that where the, where the wind was the harshest on him and his mom you know they said uh, that his mom would put a cover so that the to protect him from how harsh the winds were and after he'd finished his two cycles he'd move and pray in another place just to feel <coughs> The, the hit on his nafs.
2: It's a certain strength. It's like I hear like Ali ibn Abi Talib would say, I used to yearn for the hottest day of the year so I could fast. And that was, he's his like, I wanted it. that, that chan- And then now summer here in Melbourne, yeah. you know, it's getting hot. Sunset 8.30. Now the idea of fasting Mondays and Thursdays is like, nah, Maghrib's a bit late. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I'm, I can't wait. Ramadan here, I don't uh-huh. know if you know, we break fast like 5.30. Yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. Wallah, yeah. easy life, bro. Yeah. And daylight saving is switching in between the middle of the month. So yeah. this year, the first couple of days we broke fast six thirty and then switched to five thirty. And <coughs> next year it's gonna be half the month. And people are like, man, it's getting difficult. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. struggle. Yeah. And for us these in the UK guys it's are the opposite,
1: right? So I had that when I was young. So when I when I was young, like you, your parents were doing the full yeah. the one the fast that we're doing now. The so eight thirty it's, nine it's flip for yeah. us. So yeah, it's getting easier for us and it's getting more difficult for you guys. And it's September just like these noble
2: characters they 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 want the struggle. And but us we want the easy and,
1: and and it's like But like you said They still existed So I'm, sh- I'm telling these kids This story And then the kid So this beautiful child Looks at me and he goes Is that person Is he still alive I said yes And he said Why haven't you gone to see him and That's what he said to me The kid said to me Why haven't you gone to see him And I said I don't know why I went home I, went home, I just said Time to leave So I gave him resignation And I said You know I'm gone and you were in Mauritania then. Yeah, so that was my intention to go, but I had to go pick up some Arabic along the way, and I thought I'd meet some other scholars. Like I thought his son was in Spain at that time, so I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll I'll go to Spain. Is his son still in Spain? Uh, no, he's he's back in Mauritania okay. now. Um, but anyway, so that was like that was my personal. role. Everyone's got their own kind of you know uh, journey, and um, it led it led to that moment for me. But and then just to go there, and even when I got there, like I thought it was fu- It's re- it's a really funny story. But I have a condition that if I ever share this story, there has to be tea there and we're really comfortable. Now this is a public platform, so I, I won't be sharing this story. Now. But but essentially, it's like a really beautiful detailed story. It's actually really funny as well. Long story, I thought I had a contact. I had no contact. I'm in Nawakshah <laughs> and I have n- zero way to get to the Sheikh in the middle of the Sahara. And I'm like, you know, what do we do? And then the story goes on and whatever the story is. You found, you <laughs> found your way. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask,
2: how was the Arabic in Mauritania? Because a lot of people say, like, the level you have to be... I remember, I think Hamza Yusuf said, like, you, you have to do, like, 2 years study to get to Mauritania, yeah. and then you'll be a beginner there. Yeah, you know, and to, then to, to
1: be honest with you, like, I I was at, like, a beginner level, and I was in Morocco at that point, and I was studying. So it's it's really funny, like, I made that intention, and all of a sudden I get... I, I find a teacher in Morocco, I'm living in his house with his family, beautiful soul, really amazing person, Um but I was st- I was struggling with my Arabic because outside of the house, everybody was speaking the Darija, which is but like yeah. you know it's so difficult to uh, speak to them. Yeah, half of it's like French. They're like you know you're like Assalamualaikum rahmatullah. Yeah. and then they're like sawa? and you're like bro, <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, but Subhanallah, when I when I when I got there, I felt like my my Arabic just kind of became easy for me, and that's the. That's also like a thing I learned. You learn these things about life, which is Allah would make it easy for you. Like, I can't imagine. If I if I was to give you the full details, you'd be like, bro, like, how did you make it? Allah makes things easy for you. So in the same way, all of a sudden, my Arabic, I couldn't speak at all. And now I'm in Mauritania because I had a confusion because I thought the guy I was going with was like pro-Arabic speaker. Now this guy couldn't speak either. And Allahu Akbar, it's a funny story. <laughs> it's really funny. But in the end... um. We made it, but the but it is it is uh it's like yeah you you know you it, it depends anywhere you want to go study where uh where you want to go like into the into the real school you need to have Arabic beforehand because you want to be in a full Arabic environment. Generally, like I I was a bit fortunate because I was doing private studies with my teacher, but and after that I did go to Egypt, but Egypt is one of the best places to go to. Eventually, I went to Jordan as well and I studied there, but um. You want to get your Arabic down first uh, That's the best thing I met students here Mashallah. Two sisters They came and they were like We want to go study I said just do Arabic until you go So you've got your Arabic down So when you do go out You can maybe then study a specific text Or if you're able to Do a, a full And you program, recommend somewhere. going to Egypt? Yeah, I mean I, I, I have a bit of experience now So I w- based on people's circumstances I would literally say to people like, Give me your circumstances How long you got How much yeah. money you got um, Who you going with um what's your current level and from that I would Kay. recommend.
2: I might have to ask you off camera then because I'm planning yeah. on going with my wife this year uh next year. Cool. We'll have that Shall conversation
1: done. Yeah, we'll have a- that conversation. And
2: how was Jordan? Because we studied in Jordan. Yeah, we did boy. a year.
1: Where did you study? Uh, no, we
2: don't have that much money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <want a> budget, <laughs> we studied uh, we studied next to the university. Yeah. There's, a, like there's, a, there. yeah, there's yeah, a college there. a college. Yeah. How did you like it? It was good. We did seven. we did two terms. Yeah. So yeah. two levels nice. out yeah. of the four. Um good. Honestly, pretty good. We lived in a Hayal Khrabsha. Yeah, yeah, We lived there for five months. Nice. And then we lived four months with students from the kuliah because we just really wanted what to. What year was this? 2017.
1: Did I say you were I there? I just left. I'd left. When what did you bro- leave? Bro- we're brothers, by the way. No, you're not. swear to God. No. I tried to tell no. you before. Yeah. No, you're not. Well, no, we're <laughs> not. We're actually not messing with you. <laughs> that's We actually
0: traveled together. That's why no, yeah, were yeah, you yeah. yeah. I'm we'll some oh, that's pictures, nice to ain't? see Mashallah yeah. So you guys were
1: studying together as brothers. That's brilliant. Yeah, man. I'm straight out
0: yeah. after high school.
1: Like I turned eighteen. When went. Left two days good later. Man. I like that. Yeah, good. Well done, man. So S- when spend we your, I, that's my thing to like all the young people, man. Just spend your time, man. Like if what you're gonna do with your life. Like uh, you know um Muhammad Haddad says, you know, by the, by the age of twenty or twenty one, if you don't have anything to boast for, you're never gonna have anything to boast for the rest of your life. Now now, <laughs> now one of the now obviously speaking about a particular context, yeah. you know, and we definitely know that they didn't have the teenage phenomena that we have. For for us, when does the teenage year start?
2: 13.
1: When does it stop? 19. No, it doesn't stop at 19. Unfortunately, 19, yeah, when yeah, it was introduced, 19. it was at 19. But it, it goes up to like I don't know what it is in Australia, but in the UK it goes up to like twenty-six. In in the States I know it goes further than that. Like you're not you still have the you yeah, have you an you excuse like for kid, not being man. your yeah. full potential, yeah. Exactly, I yeah. Basically you have the whole teenage thing is is you're old enough to do, but you're but you're not you're not old enough to take responsibility. That's the unfortunate formula of teenage years. So yeah, consider that now how it impacts a twenty six year old man. It's 26.
2: I'm twenty seven <laughs> <laughs> crazy yeah yes it's just absolutely crazy
1: and then the other thing is is like in those years like uh so for me one of the things that got me was um i thought how many years did i spend studying at uni and i did a postgrad and blah 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 and i thought man i didn't give nowhere near this amount for for like for learning the language of the prophet like he's your he's your beloved he's the beloved of god like at least for, and he, he, that's his language. You know, Sheikh once gave a story, you know, like, um, um, it's a funny, you know, you might find it on YouTube. It's a funny story about a man, and there's like an advert. It's an advert for learning Italian. And the story goes that this guy sees this Italian girl, and that's the whole story as to why he goes to learn Italian now, because he sees the Italian girl. Now, if he can, if, 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 if man can do it for like, an, a, like a Duniawi beloved, then you, know, you can study Italian for her. What, why, what would you do for your, you know, true beloved? Mm. And it's just—it's one of the signs of like your love, isn't it? Mm. And sometimes people get disheartened. They say, "Oh, geez, that means I don't love the Prophet." I feel like shaking him, up and slapping him, up and say, saying, "No, that means." So do stuff that will inculcate love <laughs> yeah, rather than increasing. being passive about it. Like it's so amazing in Islam how it doesn't like Muslim, Mu'min, Muhsin—all these words are active. You and I'm sure you, know, you study Arabic. Ism Fa'il they're active participants You're not Muslim What do they call us in America? Muslim That's the receiver of oppression Yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> SubhanAllah
1: is amazing? Mm. Yes oh Anyway man. so So Muslim is an islam fa'il All of this So it's such an active deen and, mm-hmm. and you gotta understand as well Like with young people as well If, you're not, if you don't make yourself active Like Imam Shafi said You'll be, acti- uh, you be made active You'll made active with shar If you don't make yourself active with good if you're busy yourself with good you'll be made busy with bad and then in english we have the same phrase you know devil makes work for idle hands so your energy will flow somewhere what, what you know wh- wh- who's going to dictate that are you going to use dean and, and 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 search for the truth or are you just going to be a, a product of the D- Jalic matrix system and just be another little you know
2: how did your studies get you into the mindset of now the course you run about knowing yourself and reaching your full potential. Because a lot of uh, mashakhs or people that study the deen, they don't come back with that mindset of teaching. Yeah. It's like <coughs> an idea where I'm trying to l- teach people to attain the best in this life and the next, yeah. which isn't a common approach to uh, students well, of knowledge. Look,
1: it's interesting, and it's odd that it's not a common approach when we have a du'a which is literally everybody wants to be a bit of good in this world and a good in the next world. And if you realize Sharia is good for you in this world. Sharia is like mm. the best lifestyle program. <laughs> for the dunya, yeah. For the akhirah as well. Sure, yeah. Because it's not... See, you have to understand, In, in a, we have like two terms for this world. One is dunya, right? Danaya, the lowly thing, to reach for something you can never... Like a shiny grape you can never get. That's danaya. Literally means in a verb, to reach for a juicy grape that you can never get. What an what a word in Arabic. Danaya. who a danaya. He reached for a grape that he couldn't actually reach. That's dunya. It's just a big juicy grape that you can't actually get. Right? So get off your phone and move on. Because <laughs> right, the phone has the juicy grape experience. People think it's attainable. No what you know, Scarface taught us a long time ago this doesn't happen. <laughs> no one gets happy at the end in the dunya. But we have another word for the whole experience. What's that? Alam. Now alam is which which, uh, which pattern no oh, we didn't go we didn't do that it's you know this it's a, it's the it's the uh, the uh ism which is to the, the 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 noun for the tool the darab right the tool for hitting is darab so the tool for Alima to know is alam so the alam is the tool to know god that's what the the world is so when you understand that the alam is that, then it was always rabbana atina fi hasana wa akhirati hasana if i display patience right even in my difficulties and you rob me and i forgive you and you rob me and i forgive you and you rob me and i take you to court but you rob me and i forgive you so i took three other guys to, i i forgave one i took to court what do i live with i live with the virtues people will say by like, by Dunyawi standard you you lost out on money that these guys stole but the alam teaches me in this life but i live virtuous i forgave people it's always win with Dean. it's always win even in this life We don't, as long as we remember virtue still exists then, 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 then we never lose out Does that make sense? If you understand that living virtuous is a win Then you will still always win in this world There's no separation You learn, uh, sh- uh, you learn to purify yourself you, you will have clearer skin it's I'm not selling dunya benefits by saying that I'm not saying sign up to Islam to have, you know. But they are dunya benefits by being Muslim. That's what the masakeen came, because they were like, yeah, cool, we're gonna get food. Like, how many youngsters went to mosque because there was pizza there? So they ended up at the Friday gig. Why did you follow Islam? Because you know it makes you a better man. Even now, you still follow it. I was remember you saw Jordan. I was in Jordan. I sat there. I came home once. I used to live with this. You're uh, a Syrian guy. And so his mates were over. yeah. So they were like, uh, you know, so he said, uh, uh, you know, this is a student from uh, from the UK and he's studying Arabic. You know, you, I'm sure you had these experiences. So they're like, mashallah <laughs> like, MashaAllah جاء من بريطانيا, في في طلب العلم So then I, and and my and all I had was I, I always oh, cuz I jumped so many countries I couldn't get the amia down long enough to blend. So I always I, I always stood out like a th- sore thumb. I was like, you know, um, um you know, uh, whatever. Like I would like it would be very like uh, Shakespearean, yeah. right? <laughs> So then I replied and and then he said, you know, <laughs> you know, he's like, he's like, he's <laughs> they they dragged, dragged yeah. the woods. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. you know, cuz they put the other voice on which is like the cartoon of the shows. Yeah. You know, so it's and either you're, you're like <laughs> right? Or it's yeah, like, exactly you know, darastu, you know, <laughs> uh, whatever. And so so then I kind of answered his questions and he said, "Well, why you know, uh, and he said how long he goes. Uh, then so he said, well, "Why do you want in Arabic?" And I said, al-Qur'an wa hadith And then he goes he goes uh he goes, uh, uh, he just said, he said something like, um, uh, let's see how long it lasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes, we've all been there. These are like Syrians, right? So they've experienced a lot of difficulties. It's 2016, 2017, uh, around that time, 16. And so, you know, they've been through an interesting road and he says, yeah, we've all been there. They all started laughing. Yeah. Like, uh. uh like, you know, they said something like, once you once you can, uh, you know, like something like, you know. And then I was like, so so it was so sad to see. So I let him have their laugh and then I went over, you know, I do my thing. I held the guy, <laughs> grabbed him, yeah. And I said, like, and I just said to him, like, you know, I've been in this pursuit for 10 years that has led me out here. So it hasn't dried up yet, and I said, and I hope it. I hope that whatever you lost, I hope it comes back for you. I said, I am not. I haven't exhausted this, and I'm like a crap student, so I certainly don't say this as a person who's actually learned much. I said, I haven't exhausted any of it. It is as exciting as it was at the start, and I just try to. I I said, I I genuinely wish that you get it back. Mm. You know, so. I don't know what the where that story came from. <laughs> it was
0: more of like specifically you diving into like knowing yourself and.
1: Yeah, so yeah, so so anyway, the point is that like you still, yeah, the point for from, from me to say to this guy is that all of this Dean is applicable here and now. And the cynicism that shaitan would love, and your lower self would love, and all your Shia friends would lo- would would love the inner cynics inside all of them. You everybody had it. Well, oh, you're gonna go study Then you go and study. And they're like, well, how's your how's your studies doing, buddy? And you're like, um, after two months, are you, you know. half it yet? Exactly. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> can can you understand the Quran? Yeah, straight away. You know, and that's that's the, that's the cynic that's the cynic that you know that that nihilistic. Uh, what's the point of anything? That's what the modern world produces, unfortunately. Yeah. Even um,
2: the idea, sorry, just because we've experienced it and you have to, the idea whenever you tell someone, oh, you're going to go overseas, they're like, why don't you just do it here? And there's such a completely different thing with making your life, your studies and the five salat in the mosque. Obviously, you can do that here, but it's a completely different experience that your connection with the the din of Allah, when you get to, that is your life, where here, back home, it's part of your life. You yeah. know, and I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. Even just having that small portion, like living in the West, you don't hear that adhan from your house. Yeah. You know, it's like literally like down the street. You don't go to the mosque five times. You don't see your yeah. friends. You're not going to classes every day, and just having even just small portion, six months or a year of a part of your life, you'll cherish that yeah. like uh, none other.
1: There's just there's, it's a spiritual phase, and it, the whole existence is ultimately like, you know, you are by sur- surrounded by these hearts when you're in like a madrasa experience. Like you have, every person is there for God's sake. You know, it's so different to uni. That's why your uni friends have such, you have such a different relationship with uni friends than anyone you met in your studies. You know, different. but like most of, I mean, why do I come out like third year to Australia now? Yeah, and and mashallah, we've been so active with the programs. But why is that? It's because a lot of the people that are, have, have brought me over and invited me and arranged stuff for me is because they, um, I met them all in my studies. I met them all in my mm-hmm. studies, because the suhbah for the sake of Allah, is completely different. So it's not just I'm not just highlighting like the importance of friends, friendship for, in Allah's sake. My point is that the life experience you have when you when you are with those people, like you said, when people are praying, when people are just the outlook, everyone's outlook is for God. These are some of the most. I mean, Tarim was one of the best places for that because from Maghrib to Isha, like everyone's reading Quran, the whole town. You know, uh-huh. and and those the places still exist whilst we can have access to them.
2: Did you um, go to the Dora, or did you stay there? Like no,
1: I was I was actually I I I wasn't there for the Dora. No, I was just there for like a, after the Dora. I came. Okay. I was like there for. Do you,
2: for you recommend the Dora? Like a, I know there's like a two week man, one now 100%. in the summer. I say to everybody, d- yeah, there's the a forty day, a, day yeah, trip.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Look, what are you, What else? Are you, what else are you really gonna do with your life? Tell me. And time goes like that anyway. No, no, no that's yeah. the conversation over. Yeah. What possibly are you going to do? What 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 go work?
0: Yeah, like what's the point like, of Like oh yeah, they're going to
1: drop you the moment you die anyway. They're going to replace you like that. Seriously, like, you know, just what 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 is life, man? You know. And thi- this is the point and then, and so I just it doesn't make sense, man. And um And so anyway, so when I came back and I I was as passionate about, you know, like I like, I love Arabic language. Uh, I personally love the worldview that comes into with the Arabic language. So what it opens up to seeing like higher realities about the world, you can see just through Arabic. Like by calling it dunya and alam, I have a completely different, like completely different outlook to lights, (laughs) to cameras. Otherwise I'll see a camera, I'll say dajjalik dunya, you know. But then I look at it alam and it's a tool to come to come closer to God. You know things like that, so it's just such a sweet uh, life. I mean, you just saw the tone change in my voice as I said it. You know, and in my face—I felt it literally inside. Um, so it's a—it's uh, it, like the the world. Um, so when I came back, I, I just thought to myself, okay, there's the there's uh, Arabic, and there's like, and I personally have an interest in in like theology and uh, and 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 more specifically, al kalam and its ability to navigate like theological positions. Uh, through uh, through through logical deductive arguments and inductive reasoning and so on, so I I kind of like that because it's the meeting place with with a with a non-Muslim or a person who doesn't understand Islam. You have to meet them at this at this point, so it's a really good way to get to that. Um, and uh, so, but when I came back, I realized you know somebody's depressed, and what am I going to do? Hammer him like philosophical and theosophical points like the dude yeah, depressed the yeah do you know what I mean another guy you know that guy's got anxiety you know I got dudes like grown up men telling me like you know life's so difficult I, I wanted to walk onto the, the train tracks and I'm just like what's going on man I got you know you got like now a culture of, like back in 2017 especially I saw we saw a culture of like people reading affirmations now looking in the mirror saying I'm a beautiful princess I'm a beautiful princess what's going on and so I look at the, so what am I going to do? Start Arabic class? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm going to serve the dean, the Prophet Some he was there, he served. So I'm going to do an Arabic class. And as much as I mean, I did do the Arabic classes because that's what we know, right? But then after back of that, I thought to myself, all right, you know, let's look at what do people need. And one thing I saw consistent was that people didn't know themselves. Just as in my journey, one of the things that when you go study is you you face yourself a lot. Because now you have nothing that you blamed on before. You know, we'll you you blame everything, yeah? Like, well, why we're not amazing? is because we, well, bro, how can I do it? Because I got this, this, this. Well, let's take it away. What happened now? And you have, you have to you have to face the fact that it's just you versus you.
0: Yeah, we definitely felt that. Yeah. I, was twi- I was 20 years old. He was 18. We're coming into this. Our parents are not around. We're staying in our own place where it's like, I can literally stay home all day. I don't have to go to English classes. It's up to me. Yeah and that's where the intention comes in the responsibility and it's it's really a shock
1: yeah and but once you start to realize that it is you versus you then work on 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 removing yourself as much as you can uh, the obstacles that you set up for yourself work on those so if you can make peace with whatever is, has agitated you me and him will have a better time around you just like that so the whole deen, and that's why من نفسه قد عرف ربه, Often quoted as a hadith It's not a hadith, عالم, but as far as I know it's not And it's a saying that's attributed to Sayyidina Ali and to others But it's certainly something that a lot of scholars picked up on But even then, we know that whenever you uh, start to better the self-knowledge The knowledge about yourself You will only be better in any situation What's the common factor between your gym life, your relationships uh, uh, And, I don't know, your diet just those three things. What's the common factor? You. So you can learn a diet, you can learn gym, you can learn three things, or you just learn about your own behavioral patterns and hack the system far quicker. So so, so, so. anyway, and then so I, I came across one thing I uh, I was very fortunate also, the types of teachers that I had, that they were very open in ter- in terms of like the subjects, studies. It wasn't just two subjects that we always, like if I ask people in this room now, what are Islamic subjects? We'll say fiqh, akidah, maybe tajweed, maybe we'll say tazkiyat and nafs. After that, what other Islamic subjects are there? What's an Islamic subject? Uh, maybe like
2: theology. Yeah, yeah, which is Aqidah. So, yeah. okay, doing what else? Arabic. Isirah, which
1: I mentioned. What else? Tafsir. Yeah, okay, Tafsir. So, why didn't no one mention maths?
2: You
0: wouldn't why didn't have, no one mention
1: geometry? Maybe you which was such it. a big part. Uh, then, then, when we go to the non Muslims, you know, you know Muslims were like leaders in geometry. Why were we the leaders in geometry when none of us said geometry? B- partly because of colonialism, our schooling got cold, closed down, so all we know is what we were fed, but we were fed from people who were not in that great education system anymore. There's a few gems still around. And when you have those gems who have you know, a senate going back to true scholarship, you find that they maintain these traditions. Like Most of the cl- great scholars like, will know like four or five languages. Even till now, like, they just the proper scholars don't stop on like two or three languages. You have know? you
2: seen the resume of uh, imam for the Ottoman Empire? What they need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, oh, that yeah. is yeah, I elite. Saw that. Yeah. When I saw that, I'm like, but not us, one, one person That But firstly, it, there was like, there was an age what thing.
1: It? it was like Arabic, uh, Turkish, Urdu, uh, Farsi. Per, yeah, yeah. Farsi. Yeah, Farsi. And
2: it's like you have to be fluent in five languages. Yeah. You have to have a beautiful voice. You have to know like f- three, four hadith books yeah. memorized. You have, you have to be handsome. You have to be like <laughs> a <certain laughs> of a certain age. Wow. And it's like, whoa, there's like, yeah. there was a criteria that was met. Where nowadays it's like, I don't know what to do with my life. I'll go study. Yeah, it's a fallback option, yeah. which is unfortunate.
1: You yeah, know? W- it's very common. Uh, many many parents would have like, uh, imagine you had four boys or four four kids, and you have the good kid. The good kid goes on to uni and study and becomes a doctor or something. And the bad kid is like, uh, what do we do with him? Let's throw him into madrasa. Well, if you throw a nutter into a madrasa, you're gonna create you're gonna create a religious nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and that's assuming that you don't have... That's that's the modern uh, madrasa system. The old ones still had like training Tazkiyat and Nafs. But the modern ones, not all of them have Tazkiyat and Nafs. Do you get it? So that you're fit, teaching a I guy Fik and Akida and all these different subjects. But the Tazkiyat and Nafs is left to himself. Well, how can you do your own tuskia? Because you're already compromised. Because it's like... Do you know what I mean? Because you got the Nafs. So the Nafs is like, okay, what plan are we going to do to take me out? <laughs> i know <laughs> let's do this and it's like you already compromised so you have to have like an objective and like the normally was with the teacher like a murabbi or something and and i don't mean like the great sage of your time it might be that you might be lucky it might just be your local teacher who knows you really well it certainly is your parents your parents are those murabis earlier on in your life and probably still going as well to, well most likely they will be um so, uh, but but this is also an important part. So I just I kind of looked at the different science, sciences of the many different sciences that I looked at, like even like poetry. Like poetry is fascinating. Like the proper like when you study like si- the science of poem patterns, and the and what poetry uh, poems were written. So po- so old poems were written on like certain patterns. There's not a lot of them. There's like a, so one of the t- one of the things that we would do in our, our Arabic studies we would detect by be- being given lots of poems we would. De- detect it's almost like morse code it's like a bar and a dash so i would detect off the poem the code that it's based upon being a maths teacher it probably helped me because it was like algebraic it's like it's like you're trying to figure out the code sequences but that's why it's maths was such a big part of the tradition that's why uh geometry was a big part because geometry was maths in in space and music which was poetry and all this was math mathematics in time so sequences in time will look like a beat. Mm. You get it. That's a pattern there. Right. Now you now, and so a lot of these old meters were like that. You had like a bar dash. Like they would go da 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 And then you would put poems on top of that. That's how. That's why Maula Yasli like this part. This everyone knows this can be used on so many different tunes because it's just the way it's done is like it's a it's a banger like it's it's because it's done upon this pattern that will work on many different uh in in different song form anyway point being is is there's lots of subjects like i i once did it with my teacher and we did a joke and i said Sheikh, because i, I sensed the pattern so i said sheik i'm going to beatbox on that and you do the you sing a qasida on that and it, and it just perfectly aligned and that's why modern music doesn't have anything like that. It just has a digital, like, uh, t- like techno. Like t- yeah. t- 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 it's like computer. Whereas traditional forms of 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 poetry, they were off organic things. For example, the the like the, the in the Arabia, they would be off the back of a camel. You know, you ever been on the camel? <laughs> and it's, and so what they would do as they were on it, they would, and they just start blazing poetry on that beat. So I, was, so I had my, my son, uh, I was holding my son, yeah? He was on top of me. And when I, so I was working on the sand, and as I changed the terrain, he adjusted, because he could feel what I was experiencing, the subtleties, the shit, it's like shit, shit is like sha'ar and it's like feeling, which is like fine hair, sha'ar, sha'ar okay, the hair. It's all linked, and so he would have to adjust himself as I went on to a different terrain, so that's the same organic uh, nature of what poetry and application of the mathematics in nature which is almost, you could argue, God's mathematics. So the scholars would have deep discussions about what are numbers, what's zero. Muslims never considered zero a number because nothing is ever something. That's a one-on-one in philosophy and, and in theology because, n- because, in the only, uh, because um, I think it was, what's his name? The guy in the wheelchair Scientist Stephen Hawking Stephen Hawking I think it's in his book Where he says at the start His old premise is That nothing is something But nothing cannot be something That's a That's a Contradiction So the whole book now You don't even need to worry About the rest of the book Because you've already <laughs> nailed them on the <laughs> foundations You know um, But the point is Like that's the way These this sciences would go Like it was a really Rich tradition They would argue Is one a number yeah you know, I won't start that conversation yeah, but it's yeah. fa- I, and I, I and I'm teaching a Madrasah like on the Sundays and I'm, I'm with the kids I'm like let's have this count is one a number the argument is one is not a number if anyone's wondering two is a number three is a number one is a unit so no one says like hey there's one batman they say hey there's batman
2: but isn't that a, like that's because a, it's a unit yeah that's a, obviously even in arabic that's how you'd say something. You wouldn't say there's one table. You just yeah. say there's a table. So in in, in, in so an understanding, is any
1: one thing of anything is a unit, two of those is a number now. Two lots of that thing. Three lots of that thing. Three burgers. If I have five burgers in a bag and I give you two bags, you will say two bags. But in the bag, it's just one bag. In the bag are five of one unit of the one burger. Does that make sense? Anyway, you know. So point being is it's like... Now, these sciences, what I just referenced, these were sciences you studied before you studied uh, uh, like deeper level of fic. Because if you can understand these, imagine what you could do with application of, of fic. But if you can't even get past, oh, oh, stop, you're hitting my head. Just leave me with the bags and the burgers. Then w- how are you going to understand the nuances of other sciences? Isn't that fascinating? Because yeah. it's
0: something you don't really consider. You go straight to... Yeah, yeah. The other forces. Yeah. So, other for books.
1: example, when you studied uh, grammar, what was the most, what were the biggest lessons, life lessons you got from grammar? Life lessons from yeah. grammar. Well, you should have a life lesson from grammar. If you're not getting life lessons from grammar, then what are we doing?
0: <laughs> well, that's a big question. I can't think oh, of I'll them. tell you
2: one of them, yeah.
1: Did one of the cameras turn off? I heard. Oh, I started sorry, the camera. Man, the show still goes huh? yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. So watch this, yeah. Uh, well, should, shall I stop or shall I keep going? I keep going, okay. That camera's on. So, watch this. <clears throat> so, one of the things that you learn from grammar is you cannot pronounce the word if you don't understand the context of where that word is without the harakat so if you don't you can't have the tashkil, yeah so if you don't have the harakat there yeah you can't pronounce that word unless you understand its position in the sentence right that's True, grammar yeah, yeah. right True, yeah. is it zaydun zaidun or you know what we do what's the state of the word what state is it in so the biggest thing that life lesson that ar- that grammar taught you was unless you understand the context, you can't understand the thing. You can't understand the word without the sentence. I can't just give you Zayd. I need to know when, when Zayd was fa'ala Zayd or fu'ila or, Zayd or whatever, you know. So I need to determine that and I can't determine the sentence sometimes by the paragraph. Because if you have a harf, like a, atf, like a wow, wow is saying whatever, you know, you have to go back to what is that ma'atuf? Point, you remember, yeah, point being is is that You have to understand the context So grammar will teach you That you cannot isolate a random word You have to understand the, the syntax is understanding The sentence in which the word is in For me to at least even pronounce it I cannot honor the word And understand the word without context So if you then If I train that really well And I understand the importance of So if you said to me what well, Which word is this? I would say Well what's this? What's this? I would have qualifying questions Before I can answer if I learned that, then the next time you give me a FIC position, a FIC question, I will ask follow-up questions to understand the context in which that FIC is being applied. But if I don't understand the importance of questioning, I'd be really dumb to answer FIC questions without understanding context. That is how you're going to make a problematic situation. Imagine one, and that's why the internet's so difficult, because you take a random position on, on, and someone's like, yeah, you know, you can just say this to X, Y, and Z. You don't understand the variables of that situation. That's why you need a mufti, and that's why you need somebody who considers good. All the best teachers will ask you follow-up questions. And
0: that's why many people are quick to be like have opinions and everything as well.
1: That's a context. sign of a sign a sign of the You jahiliya ignorance. Yeah. One meaning of jahiliya is reactionary.
2: Interesting.
1: It's like you're just that's reactionary. Like proper ignorance, you just like, you just, yeah, you know, like the, uh, Sayyidina Ali said, man jahila the one who is ignorance of a thing is hostile towards it. So that's that's the world we live in now we, because we don't know it's like oh that just hosti- hostility, this hostility that creates that's like Abu Jahl was Abu Jahl. Uh, before that it was Abu Hakam. <laughs> so so that's so fascinating.
0: So what's your like what's your approach with starting to get people because there's still a lot of people, even my age, Ashraf's age and that, yeah. getting to know know themselves and, you know, kind of figuring this out as well, the self yeah, discovery. Look, Where do you start with
1: there's that? There's so many areas there's so many things One of the classic ones When it comes to self-knowledge Is identity Who are you? Yeah We can help a lot of people Just by asking this one question Who are you? And most people say uh, You know I am Muhammad Isak, Right I'll say if you change your name tomorrow Do you cease to be who you were? <gasps> uh, my identity so much upon my name I'm Muhammad it's Ibn, so-and-so, so-and-so. No, it's not really who you are. Because we're looking for a definition. It's maybe a part of who you are, but a definition has to be a, a, a constant. So then people say, well, what's up, what my, my thoughts are who I am. Or say, well, your thoughts are the most changing thing on the planet. How many people associate who they are with what they... And this kind of conversation of identity. Yeah. In fact, most people... Young people are always looking for identity, right? Like, it becomes so much more peaceful when you say, "I'm an Australian," uh, sorry, I'm a Muslim in Australia, rather than "I'm an Aussie," because these are the conversations that immigrants would have their, with their children. You know, the kids like that. Yeah, Am first? I really Arab, though? You know, and we had this conversation certainly where we came from, where the kids would be like, "Dad, I'm really Asian." You know, like they we say Asian for like uh, Pakistani and Indian and. It was like a sketch on, on TV called Goodness Gracious Me. And the kid was like, oh. And he asks his dad a question. And he says, dad, what does it mean to be a Sikh? And so the dad says to him, what, what do you mean? This, what a silly question. And he goes, no, what does it mean to be a Sikh? So he goes, a man, bug. Yeah, bug is the thing that the Sikhs okay. wear. Bug. He puts it on to him. He goes, sick. <laughs> he goes, that's, that's how simple it is. So this is so this is like and so, so then he, he he's like no but that's not good enough and the dad's like simple uh, he puts he gets another example he puts something on top he goes that's a Sikh so the idea being is is that we're so ignorant of our identities and we have such fragile identities uh, if I go vehement like oh I'm a Pakistani and you're an Indian well what would have happened 60, 70, 80 years ago my identity was a construct of somebody else this is maps drawings <laughs> you know somebody's naming so we have a identity right Allah. Uh, Asbahna ala fitrat al That is literally the you know, identity Opposite of identity crisis So in that, when you understand that you are The most consistent thing in you is your soul That's who you ultimately are And your greatest investments Will not be in that face of yours Because that face, I can punch it right now And it won't be the same and you don't have that much control over it. And your thoughts will absolutely be influenced because you're nodding your head even right now. Mm. So your, your ever-growing thoughts, the most consistent thing that you have, which is the fact that you are a ruh that came from somewhere and it's on its way somewhere. So you better work in and around that as your, con, your constant. Because the moment I go into my grave, if my identity was all rooted in dunya, oh God, what have I got? Mm-hmm. But if I rooted myself in my, in my spirit and my ultimate journey of where I came from and where I'm going, it's very different. Uh, journey in life so that's one aspect so one thing that can really help people is to really identify with their with their spirit and uh, and and to understand the constants that i have a nafs, you know uh that the we're supposed to these are these are the affirmations what i just said by the way this one we're supposed to read in the morning to make sure to my identity yeah. is clear <laughs> right my other one is supposed to be um i seek refuge in the evil of my own self Right? And of all the creatures uh, that you've created, you know, these types of things don't lead me to myself even for a moment. This is the kind of understanding that these are my constants. So, my constants are I have this ridiculous potential by being a ruh, so now I can never write myself off. But I also have a nafs, so I better not get too comfortable. These are your constants. These are knowing yourself. Like Knowing yourself is to understand you have a greater potential and you have a really, really terrible potential as well. So how are you navigating yourself within those? And in that, then we explore behavioral patterns. We look at uh, aspects of our mizaj, our temperament, which was a big part of traditional medicine. And we start to understand how every person has a taba'iyah, a different particular nature. Some are quick to respond. Some are slower to respond. And that's a whole... If we open up, I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, so it's it might
2: confusion. be, as they say, like a, a simple thing, but not easy. So it, yeah, it's yeah. a it might be a time consuming thing. Yeah. Do you think this is a this it is step one in the self purification, the full potential, like we spoke about before? It's like before you can reach your full potential, you have to know yourself, which obviously
1: doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, no, but you you have to know yourself in everything. Like you, 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 it's essential. Like if you if you, for example, you're doing Tajweed right? If you don't know how you're saying your ain? Like it's that situation where someone's like the the, the Sheikh is like ain, and the person's like ain, and they're like ain, and he's like ain. You know, like maybe record it, play it back, and and try to see how are you saying it. Where's it coming from? Put your hand here. Now is it ain or is it Ayn, right? Like this is all self knowledge is in everything. We don't always have to isolate and be like let's study the self. That's not the point. But the point is that there are aspects of the self that you might want to become familiar with and aware of because it, it will repeat, repeat in everything. For know. the people that... But the, sorry, just to go back. The reason why I, I, I concluded with something like this rather than the Arabic class was because, let's be honest, if I do a class tomorrow called Akida class, who's coming? A couple of people who know the word Akida. Yeah. If I call it theology, I get a few more people now who also know the word theology. If I call it, does God really exist... Now I get people who probably need that answer more. If I say God doesn't exist or something like that, you know, we wouldn't do that. But I'm just my point is, is that the name of, of what we're doing has to be familiar with the culture in which people are living in. Does that make sense? Yep. So you cannot share with something to the point which it doesn't relate to them. Hmm. We want a youth camp. I'll just quick story and then we'll get to we want a youth camp. At this camp, it was a Muslim, like 150 students we had here, yeah? part participants, and there was these four girls who were from a non-Muslim background. They were volunteer. They were at the worked at the center, this little center where we're doing like you know kayaking and all that. So the so we're making wudu now. We're getting ready to pray. We're praying on the grass. Good, create good memories for kids. It always works. Yeah. One of the little girls, she comes up to me. She goes, um, uh, she's getting ready, and then I, I said to her, "Why don't you invite those those other non-Muslim girls? Why don't you invite them to come and pray with us?" And she said, oh, fantastic. Um, uh, But what do we say? And I said, well, pretend I'm one of them. What would you say to me? She said, she was like, no, I can't do it. You go do it. I said, no, you can can chat to them. You've been chilling with them for the last few days. There's that potential thing, right? So she's like, oh, okay. Um, Would you like to come pray with us? And I said, that's a good suggestion. But are they really praying? Um, I said, why don't you offer something like, would you like to experience prayer with us? And I Mm. if you offer the word experience on anything in the in the world we live in, because we're all experience-based, everyone's down for it, bro. Yeah. More everyone's open. down for it. Yeah. If you call it a dhikr, would you like to come to do a dhikr? Would you like to do, like I remember when I was in, I used to work at one of the shops and then I'd, I'd ask for my manager for a prayer break. And the references, the responses I got were hilarious. Once she was like, I was like, um, hey Rachel, can I go pray? She was like, Why? what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> right, Another time, uh, I was like, I gotta go pray. And she was like, um, You know It, just, it was just like Why well, do you need to go play for I was like No no I need to go pray She was even more confused It's it's like the reference point But when we said to these girls now, Would you like to come experience prayer With us They were like Yeah we're down for that yeah. So then they came to pray So then the little girl comes She's like They said yes But they're asking Do we need to make wudu I said well Pretend I'm one of those girls What would you say She's like um, I, I, No I said to this girl Well they don't I said do I need to make wudu She said yeah you need to make wudu Yeah I said why do we need to make wudu Well because we're Muslims and so we need to have wudu for prayer I said are these girls Muslims She said no So do they need to pray And do they need to do wudu She said well they don't need to do wudu This is how you apply, apply fig right yeah. So she said we do not need to do wudu I said good I said but what could you offer them She said I could say Would you like to experience wudu yeah. She said yes I said brilliant So she goes Dull. She goes back She goes they're making wudu yeah. But now they're asking Do they need to cover And I said She said no they don't need to cover but we can give them the full experience.
0: I've seen that, sorry. And these girls now are full
1: experience, Wudu done, everything. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you know, they're praying to this. Sorry to cut you. I've seen a video online as well. I think it was a society, Islamic society in, in America, in the States. And they were getting that thing where it's like, do you want to experience wearing a headscarf? Yeah. And they were getting non-Muslims to do this.
1: Just speak their language. It's not manipulation. It's speaking their language. Yeah. It's talking to people at yeah. their, their level, their level. This is a hadith. You know, just be aware. Like, if I tell a kid, like, why does Andrew Tate could have been somebody? Because he's like, this is had to be a man. But if you're doing a talk I had to be a woman, like, the dudes are not going to go. Yeah. Because you're speaking at their level. <laughs> so you, so it's, it's always like that. It's always, you got to understand. That's why I said to you guys, understand the nature of what they're exposed to. By understanding, like, one of the guys from Yemen came back to me and we were talking before I came here. He just came back recently and he said, you know, Sark, I saw what you did with the work and like, you got any tips and stuff, you know. And I said, don't forget the guy you were when you went to Yemen. He will advise you far more on, on, on how to do. You, the guy you became will tell you what needs to be done, but how to do it will be the one you left because they will relate to it. That guy more than the guy who's come from Yemen. It makes sense. So I said, never let go of that guy. So don't. So as much as I understand I'm a believer I have Islam Inshallah But I also know I'm a Westerner I can't make this kind of conversation With the West The West And demonize the West Because what happens If I demonize the West Whilst living in the West And being a Westerner I will have a real Difficult time inside You see this all the time These guys are erratic Because if I demonize the West Whilst having my Pepsi and Burger like I live with that
0: Yeah how does that work yeah. it, it doesn't
1: make sense So demonized maybe call it the secular secular the west is in the east this is the the global monoculture is everywhere and it's a secular worldview ultimately what it is anyway so that was my point was people are at this level what would what would entice them to this study would be far more self-knowledge and what is one of the fruits of the program rather than a studying of massage or something Mm -hmm. give people the fruits of the work if your Islam is amazing, you don't need to tell me, show me the fruits of it. And if I see on you, I'm down. Remember that. Just show the fruits of the thing. But if you haven't got the fruits of it, why would I want to roll with you? Like ask yourself, why would a you know, why would a non Muslim wanna roll with this? Because we, we're not giving that guy anything in his life that he needs. Sada. Huh? So unless I find him within me and get that for myself, I'm never gonna give it to him.
2: So i wanted to ask <laughs> for the people that aren't in melbourne who obviously like because we have some listeners that are from interstate overseas and they might not get the opportunity to see you while you're in town what are some
1: act- they don't need to see me while i'm in town <laughs> <laughs> just stay at home you know be safe Alhamdulillah. be cool pray your prayers and stuff but mm.
2: but this like the idea of knowing yourself it's like i actually want to do that and i want to yeah. take this journey do you have some action steps like is the yeah videos have, online yeah. books to read
1: so the actual course That's Knowing Yourself Is actually It's actually like a It's a two week It's a two day Weekend program Knowing yourself is, Whenever you get to know yourself There's a lot of truth involved Now truth is beautiful And truth is very scary Everybody wants the truth But what? They can't handle the truth Yeah so we actually, so I don't really smack this stuff on YouTube and I'm also a bit uh, kind of anti, even though I'm playing with the idea of YouTube and, you know, you have to engage and stuff, but I just, I don't see the formula too healthy because everyone who stays on there long enough believes their own, believes in their own hype and then gets, you know, gets kind of like lost a little bit. That's why every YouTuber, given four years and you see him crying on YouTube and it's like, what the heck's going on? Um... It's the beast, right? It's the nature of the beast. Uh, privacy is a beautiful thing, and I, I really appreciate my privacy for as long as I can, you know, keep it. And inshallah, I can keep it. But, um, so I, I think so. The course itself is like it's an, that's why we have like an actual course and a learning and so on. But for all of us, you know, muhasabah, muraqabah, these are like you know, just part of the Islamic tradition to really take yourself into account. The Prophet said, Take yourself into account, um, you know, uh, die before you die, these types of things. So Uh, so he said take yourself into account before you're taken into account so measure your life i mean if i was to make it maybe for everyone can do this here right now and anyone was listening that that assess your life from the most final point of your death version of you what would that person say about your life right now what would the most you know the deathbed version of you what would that person say to you right now in regards to your life that's taking yourself into account before you're taken into account. He'd be like, bro, chill. Like, no, we don't do that no more <laughs> or something, mm. yeah? So um, so things like that. That's what I would recommend. And uh, uh, considering also your outlook, kind of language. Language is a big deal. Uh, SubhanAllah. So that in the mirror, people look in the mirror and they're like, you know, I'm a princess. I'm a princess. Why are you saying that I'm enough? For who? When people say I'm enough, this is a big, big culture now. Like, you know, people people's like, oh, I'm enough. I'm enough for who? Who disturbed your peace that is now living rent-free in your head that you're now making yourself enough for?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> bunkers, huh? Mm. So everybody, so, so, and then you look in the Prophet's word, the Prophet, he left us everything. So one of those things you see when he looks in the mirror, he says, "Allahumma kamaas anta That ticks any. If someone's like, giving you a hard time over your look, and then now the. Affirmation saying, say, I'm beautiful. Well, we have a better version. It's called, Allahumma kama khulki. Oh Allah, as you've made me beautiful. And look in the mirror and give yourself a little wink if you need to. Then say, uh, uh, So bring in what the, these affirmations are giving you, but do it the prophetic way, which actually then also says, Allahumma khulki. Oh Allah, you've made me beautiful. No matter how big they say my ears are, huh? you've made me beautiful. No matter how ugly my nose is, you've made me beautiful. And isn't it true If I call you a loser long enough You'll feel bad If I call you a champ winner You'll feel good you would start liking me Maybe not
0: champ in Australia <laughs> Yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I got that from the Americas I use it all over the place oh, okay. now Yeah But Like if I call you those nice words you, You'll feel it And so we have these words That have been already designed And, and have been uh, You know uh, are, are inspired by Allah In the words of the Prophet As you've made beautiful Make my character beautiful And so on and so forth. So, I would really ask people to really consider the words that you have now adopted for yourself, the kind of words you use for yourself. If they're overly uh, loving of the self, that's dangerous. And if they're like really uh, debasing the self, that's also detrimental. Al Mu'min la nafsah. A believer does not like debase themselves. So, this kind of like, kind of, uh, you know, from like American TV shows, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. You should not use phrases like that. Uh, I know I'm the worst.
0: Yeah, it becomes so normal for people to use this phrases like that. It's problematic. This.
1: And but then also running around like, I'm a gangster. You're not a gangster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, And th- everyone gets exposed with these things, you know, uh, staring at the world through my rear view. You don't even drive. <laughs> yeah. No one's after you. <laughs> but if you build this paranoia before, then you will, you know, you start to... This is the kind of like the manifestation stuff people speak about. It's like, because if you that walk grand paranoid... You've now adopted and understood your identity to be the villain in that movie, or the gangster in that movie, or whatever. Then you now have become conditioned based on a worldview that you didn't even know was forming before your yeah. own eyes, based on whatever you mm-hmm. listened to. Mm-hmm. That is a theory. Like m- your favorite movies and books is it, the reason why you love them is because you find yourself in them. Well,
2: mm-hmm. oh. favorite books and movies. And movies, yeah.
1: So if like just think of like one of the top movies in your mind is because one of the characters you saw yourself in there, or your just potential. Resemblance,
2: yeah interesting okay Um, I wanted to I think we might have to wrap it up soon uh, so sorry
1: I, for like a most uh, all over the place uh, <laughs> no, honestly man well, like, I wish we
2: could keep going I mean honest but I I know the new year's coming in 2024 a lot of people do have these new year goals and stuff like that and I think one of the things that was really interesting today that you brought up was like reaching your full potential Yeah, and just it's maybe like a higher aspirations, how you said before about having five businesses, seeking your goals, your yeah, dreams. Sh-
1: the Sharia, the Sharia is there. You know, I ask one people. I love asking people like, "What's the purpose of Sharia? What would you say?" Um, structure.
2: Like structure. Like balance and righteous life.
1: Balance righteous. So what do you get from? What do you think is the purpose of Sharia? O- organization, which is organization. Organization. Life in tech. Yeah. So and so by by your answers, you guys have certainly said an aspect of Sharia. Structure and organization. You guys probably appreciate structure and organization. Maybe you have it. Maybe you don't have it that much. That's what you appreciate it. alam But they're, they're all truths. Yeah, you can say safeguarding, right? Etc. Etc. One of the things that Sharia also does is Sharia cultivates the best version of you. There's no better version of me than the one that prays. There's no better version than the one that gives fast uh, gives a charity, and so on and so forth. Covering my hair, uh, growing a beard, etc. Etc. So the sharia is like the best uh life you could ever live. A sharia-based life with and then when adorned with like uh, Nawafil, right? This would be the best life. The way of the Prophet, says. Sunnah, so fard and sunnah in in that regard. Now, if that's your best life, how could I offer you a better life than that? Like if I said to you, like your better life would you would be having lots of businesses? Right? So I so that might be a version of you, but there's a hierarchy there. What comes first, what comes second? If, if most people complain about their lives, you know, people will be like, Oh, you know, I need to do this, I need to do that. You don't understand. And they're doing, the, they need to do it for an iPad. You don't need an iPad, therefore, you don't need to do it. Do you see how this conditioning's formed? It's fascinating, huh? Like, you know, women will give their husbands a hard time. we need, you know, you need to earn more so we could do this. Do you know what I need to provide for you? <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it's like iPads are not, but I need to go to work now to live the life that I want. Uh, make sure you, you've clearly identified it's you want what you want rather than what you need. Because it might be Manit hawa who might be the one following the desires. Um so anyway, the point being is we have to be really careful. So one day I called one of my teachers. Do I still keep going? Yeah, your camera's on. Okay. Your camera's on. So one day i called call one of my teachers and I was just thinking, is there like a, a, a hierarchy of like needs in the Islamic tradition that I can I can help myself making sure that I've covered before I go for my other things? Yeah? Mm. The extras. Before I book my trip to Dubai I need to ask myself What have I catered for already So I called him I said Do we have like a Maslow's hierarchy Of needs in our tradition And he goes Dr. Asim Yusuf uh, You guys check him out He goes What else is the Maqasid of Sharia I said oh, Hang on a second It's very interesting I looked at Maqasid the Maqasid is to preserve Preservation of uh, Religion and spirituality uh, to Preservation of Life and health Preservation of Mind and education pre- pre- Preservation of Property and wealth And family and honour Five areas I thought well, that was very interesting And you can absolutely see That these are the five is, So you see in that tradition They have the five essential areas Are these Then you have the hajiyat And then you have the the tahsiniyat. So when, so we have a class an actual class But I'll, I'll share here Just the nuggets of the point Is measure your life And your goals From these five areas Just measure your life From these five areas Make sure these five are covered In your goals And then look at your uh, things that will support the tahajiyat or the tahsiniyat or that will adorn your life. People make their fa- their goals at the start of the year for the tahsiniyat, with ignoring with that with ignoring the essentials. But the essentials are not just reading your salah. The essentials also say property and wealth, family and honor. How many, how many people in the pursuit of property and wealth are ignoring family and honor? People are delaying their marriage as part of the teenage construct, the teenage construct, huh?
2: And, uh, and the, got that uh, yeah, uh, The uh, construct uh, That's uh, conditioned Even in your 20s And they yeah.
1: think that We don't need to do it Because they got constructed This this, this thinking was done for them They believe Now I've decided You ain't decided Jack You watched it in a movie Where this lady was delaying America she was going to become A big hot shot In some corporate business Or I'm a gangster I need to get this stuff done That stuff done And what's happening is is We're getting sold these, This Dajjalic nonsense And it is Dajjalic And yet it's important To remind people Of the Dajjalicness Of this what we're exposed to what is the Jalik in principle inversion of truth to falsehood inversion of every truth that there is into falsehood one of those is inversions like you can really get about without marriage that's an inversion and every guy knows this more and then a woman will say okay yeah but a guy would be like yeah bro i I get it (laughs) right inversion so so um so we have societies now that has lots of inversion People say I need to have this much money And this much money And this much money But we're, we're already told that A lot of it does come from your risk as well Like when you get married And anyone who's got married will tell you Every person who's got married has told us Bro, the risk comes It's fascinating Anyway, so Then you realise it's probably a journey of courage and faith More than anything um, but anyway, so the point is that these are the five areas. So I would say to everybody who's listening as it comes to the new year, consider these five areas in your life. Do you make five goals for yourself? A goal in your religious if you have a pen and paper as you're listening, make sure you uh, not to you guys, but they can do this. You guys should do this later. I'll do it as well. Religion, and spirituality, consider your religious life and your spirituality. What do you need to do this year? Got that? Could be from the Salahs, could be some from shari- some Sharia like you know. Then look at your life and health. What do you need to do in your life and your health? What goals do you have to have? These are the more common ones people do. Then mind and education. What goals do you need to set yourself for your mind and education, your growth and knowledge? You have to do this every year. Five goals, five areas. Then your, uh, your family and honor. Think about your family. Think about your honor. Think about having a kid. Think about in 20 years time, are you going to say, damn, I should have had a kid earlier. Something like that. Wallahualam, everybody knows their life. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm saying consider this. The last area... Is property and wealth. Consider your property and what would you the, the what would you say on your deathbed? Man, I could have opened up an orphanage. What would you say to you when you feel in your grave? I could have done this, I could have done that. You know, and the welfare system does kill a lot of our brothers because we just think, well, it doesn't matter, I'll get paid from this, I'll get paid from that. So those are five areas to consider and then I will say, if you know your mizaj, know that your mizaj every single three brothers here, even me and, and anyone listening, your mizaj makes you focus on one area. One or two areas And ignore an area So there are brothers out there. Your 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 temperament Yeah, your taba'iyah Yeah You could could call it your personality I wouldn't call it that But That's shakhsiyah Taba'iyah is different The taba'iyah and your akhlaq Produces a personality That's the proper study we do Anyway My point being is Is that your taba'iyah Your nature Will make you A kind of a guy Who every year You focus on mind and education While ignoring your life and health Plenty of guys Plenty of guys we know Who are like that There's other people Who they've Their mizaj makes them focus on property and wealth every year while ignoring religion, spirituality or family and honor. yeah, You get this. There's people out there whose mizaj is making them focus on family and honor every year and ignoring the property and wealth. So brothers are 10 years down, they got no savings. So this is a good way, from the Maqasid's higher goals of the Sharia, to use this framework from the scholars, Mom and others is to look understand there's other variations but you can just look you can use these five goals and assess your life what i would do i do this g- as an actual class but i would say to people just do this write the five areas that i wrote down and assess where you are in each of them where you would like to be and the one you find the biggest difference you spend six months on that is in the wow. biggest area of the two biggest two biggest difference so biggest, if you like say totally. i would like to have 20k 20k saved but i've got zero k but I'm reading 300 salawat, I wanna hit 500 salawat. What's the bigger difference? Your property and wealth. Yep. So chill out with your salawats for just a moment. Yeah, you're already on 300, it's fantastic. You're in the nuffle area already. Yeah. yeah. Go and earn some money for your family. You get that? Yeah, just focus more on that. Somebody yeah. out there is like, uh, family and honor. Oh, I can't get, mar- how can I plan to get married? That's what people say to me. I've actually convinced people to write a goal in the, in the family and honor. You don't live with the results. You live with the effort you gave. So the effort may be that at minimum I will open myself up to one potential conversation a month. For six months I spoke to six potentials. That's what I'll die with. You get it? Mm. But if I didn't even offer myself that, then what have I done upon myself? It's called injustice. And you did that upon yourself because you closed yourself off because of whatever, whatever, whatever. And you are the only one who's going to rebuild that ability to trust or whatever whatever people are in life. Do you get this? Five areas, the one you find the biggest difference in, I would say to you, if you've got 100 hours to work on something, if I give you 10 goals, how many hours do you have per goal? 10. 10 only. 10 hours per goal. If I scrap all my other goals and I have one goal and I have 100 hours, how many hours do I have to achieve that goal? See the Ten, difference? Tenfold, yeah. So I say make your five areas But the one you find The biggest disconnect Go full throttle for yourself Unless you're already an achiever And you regularly do goal setting Then you maybe do three or four But if, you're, if you've never hit goal setting And you've never actually And everybody knows this Because everybody hits targets but it, Well tries to hit target. If you're really bad with your targets Take the path of least resistance Chill with those other targets Focus on the one that you need And make sure that gets done And they get reduced you can reduce someone Says I want to hit Hajj I'll tell you guys A quick summary You say I want to save uh, For Hajj How much do I need to make In a, a year 20 grand for me, to, for me to make 20 grand in a year How much do I need to make In uh, a save Yeah Save in 6 months 10 grand What does that look like Per month You see how it's become So much more So much less What's more that real- looking Weekly It's more realistic What's it looking Weekly You see how it becomes Now all I, My target is this week I just need to save 400 dollars And if I play my cards right And I can push that To the side Some capacity what will I have saved in one year what will i have saved in five years I have a hundred grand saved in five years as like side money so this is like so some people need that money some people need family and honor some people are ignoring marriage ignoring uh, worrying about oh but how can I provide for my child what's this what what mindset is this who's created this mindset yeah, It's mad isn't it yeah because you know, sometimes
0: mm-hmm. if you if you're not th- are like
1: thirty two and 33, and now I'm not saying that, I'm not saying everybody go get married, I'm saying open yourself to protect, if you're speaking to people and you're trying, khalas, I'm good with you, you chill, if you're 36 and I, I'm trying, you, I'm cool with you, but if you're not trying and you've given up, and everybody knows this themselves, I don't mean to give anybody a hard time, I'm going to give them a hard time, but in that giving them a hard time, but you trust yourself with that, and I'll leave it with you because that's what Sayyidina Abu Bakr said, do not hold me f- responsible for what they say about me because you know me better than I know myself, but remember this, he also said, and uh, sorry, I know myself better than they know me, but you know me better than I know myself, meaning that you will live with whatever targets you've been hitting, and God knows that mm. and whether, you know whether you've even made them as targets for yourself.:
2: yeah. I think it's the idea like you said about the 80 year old self it's like a lot of people saying, no, I'm content the way I look or yeah. content with the job I have or you know the path I'm on, the path of least resistance, like yeah. you said, but at 80 are you going to regret it? I wish I wasn't as you know, yeah. overweight. I wish I spent more time with my mom or dad. It's like, yeah. then really ask yourself, like you said, that 80-year-old question. You know, Get that advice from your 80-year-old self. And how would you look at it? Don't look at the path of least resistance because like you said, we have to grow. We have to get yeah. better year by year. What's, what's the point of this life if we're not getting better?
1: And, and the beauty with this is, I've not mentioned any specific goal for anyone. What I've said here is sit with yourself, know yourself, know which situation you're in and make a, an appropriate goal for your life none of us because some people might want to be going for gold some are trying to get over that situation some are trying to get out of the, those addictions so just know where you are and know la yukallifullahu nafsan illa wus'aha what is it what does that mean allah doesn't put on a person more than they can
2: yeah yeah well, what it also like
1: means is wus'aha which means what's within its potential mm. so allah doesn't put what's more within your potential so any situation we find ourselves in it means what That Allah knows that we have the potential to overcome it. So this kind of modern believe in yourself. No, we say believe in Allah who believes in you. Yeah, don't Uh believe in yourself by yourself. Believe in yourself by believing in Allah who put you in there. He can help you overcome it. It's what a difference there is in my strength when I say Allah, because the day I get weak, then everything will crumble. But if I believe in Allah, Allah doesn't leave me. Fearless, yeah. You know, and you just that's the shujaa that you know that our promotes and. Wallahu'ala, Allah knows best, you know. I'm just talking to myself, yeah, having a conversation with the lads. <laughs> nah, <wallah. You> now, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Allah, Jazakallah Khairan. May Allah reward you for fiqa. coming on. May Allah bless you guys. You know, this is the type of stuff, we need that creative stuff, uh, just being, you know, and, and thinking outside the box and just your name. I like the name of the podcast. I just want to mention that.
0: Speaking the language of the yeah, people. Yeah, speaking the
1: language of the people because now, Ferdinke, like my brother played in Perth and he came back and he was like, fair Ferdinke. Fair he was he's a cricketer. Um, and uh, But if you called it like, you know, I don't know, Hidaya podcast. What does that sound like to uh, yeah. James down the road? It, s- it sounds like Agrabah. <laughs> it does. Yeah.
0: True. We've gotten some suggestions. Yeah.
1: He in- he understands the intro to be, you know, like some <laughs> like uh, in the streets of uh, forty days and forty nights, Baba Ali, because that's their reference point. Yeah. So this is so excellent when I saw fair thing I was like fantastic you got the, you know, a good set keep it up I like even with in, and I mean. you know make sure you're uh, uh, getting adverts on here so you're bringing revenue so you can actually increase your quality of content and yeah. s- broader scope of engagement people love podcasts man why because it's the same principle they listen to the podcast where they see a degree of themselves in the, in one of those people
2: they could be on that seat right there next year. Inshallah, to you. yeah. Inshallah. Inshallah. Well, honestly, it was an honor to have you on. We, I uh, know Ali and I absolutely loved. Uh, Inshallah, the audience benefits a lot from it. And obviously, that people can find you on Instagram at Isak Muhammad. Is, do you have any other social media they can maybe yeah, find? We you? We have
1: the Instagram Knowing Yourself page. There's a, fa- a Facebook page called Knowing Yourself as well. Um, then there's a website just MuhammadIsak.com forward slash K Y O, and it takes you to the to the online page. We have a lot of our any class that we've ever done has also a digital version of it. So people can just go and they can just access things online. So that way, it's more comfortable for people. We have the, all the stuff on Mizaj, all the stuff on, on goal setting. Um, all of it's available online. They just need to browse around a little bit, inshallah. Beautiful. Yeah. I
2: promise you, you won't regret it, inshallah. Invest, spend the time, learn from Brother Isaac and inshallah, you'll benefit. Um, inshallah. Um,
1: I just want to give a shout out for the boys in the back uh, because it's very important that, you know, uh, where we have to remind ourselves, as al-qawm khadimuhum right that the true noble people of a, of a people are the ones who are doing the khidma so may Allah bless those in front of the camera and behind the camera as well mm-hmm. may Allah give you guys barakah in your lives anyone who is listening as well may Allah put you know that 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 ربنا Fit Dunya الدنيا حسنه وفي hasana and we beautiful dua we we read Allahumma nisalik al afiyah fi dini wa dunya wa ahli wa mali so we want the afiyah well being in our deen affairs may Allah give us that dunya affairs may Allah give us that and in our families and in our wealth as well inshaAllah. Zakhal khairam barakallahu feekum assalamu everyone